Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. This is Angela Thomas, and I'm here with Ron Phillips. Hey, Ron. Oh, man. Here we are. Oh, oh man. Hey. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. So uh, just a quick reminder, if you haven't, check us out at uh, getrealestatesuccess.com. Subscribe to our podcast. Give us some love on iTunes or there. Um, And just as a side note, you can also... You know, if listening to this isn't exciting enough, you can also watch our podcast on what? YouTube. Stop I know, it. I know. Stop so if you right want to, if you want to see our faces while we're talking, because it's pretty exciting, uh, go look us up on YouTube. It's well, actually under Invest Prop Coach uh, is the username, and we got a yeah, whole channel beautiful. of education. <laughs> we are beautiful people. So in the beautiful. event that you uh, that you need a little bit of sunshine in your life, look it up. <laughs> look it up. Yes. Go watch us while we're talking. Much more fun. All right. Okay. All right. So thanks for that, Ron. So we are today we are talking about equity. Um, We just kind of want to talk all about this topic. It's a great time to talk about it because as everybody knows, the market is uh, pretty, I mean, I don't know if it's tapped out, but it's pretty high almost everywhere right now. The prices. Um, So it's been smoking something really good for 10 years and it is really high. It is, right it now. is really high and it likes being high. It's happy. So yeah, buddy. Yeah. Um, Are we and, back to real estate? This is dude, fun. I know We've been off real estate for a minute and this is, this is going to be yeah. fun. I, I like it. So, so chances are, you guys, because of how the market is right now, if you're listening to this in 2019, uh, it's, it's, you know, chances are you have some equity, you know, either in your investment properties and in your personal home or both. So, and you may not even know because you haven't checked. Yeah. yeah. So this is exactly. your opportunity now to, um, man, you better check. It's time yep. to check. Why not? I mean, you know, Zillow is not, ex- not exactly trustworthy, but it's an okay place to start uh, just to get an idea. It's probably way off, but it'll give you an idea. <laughs> it could be dead on or way off, be. one of the two. Yeah. For yeah. me, it, in my experience, it's usually way off, but it, it's not so far off that it you know, doesn't give you an idea of whether you have equity or not. So just find out and then, and then you can talk to a realtor and you know, find out real numbers. But, um, so what we wanna talk about is, you know, when is the time to sell and, and is selling to your advantage and how can it be? How can you make it to your advantage? How do you take advantage of this equity? So, or, or should you? Or should you? Yeah. Um, I mean, we can't tell you that exactly. Because, you know, who knows? Yeah. It just kind of depends on on the individual. We're going to give you our opinion and uh, don't come back and tell us, hey, I shouldn't have done that because (laughs) you got to make your own decisions. All right. This is is our unsolicited advice and what we do. (laughs) Because this is just how we are. We may make fun of some people and you may get your feelings hurt and that's okay too. Still leave us some love on the channel though. Like don't, don't be a hater just because we made fun of you. Yeah. We still love you. The more right. you know, I make fun we of everyone. Make I love. fun of people that we love. I mean, that's for starters. So in the event that you feel like you got made fun of today, you are loved. Yeah. There you go. Just know that that comes from a place of deep love and caring. <laughs> 
Awesome. Okay. So Ron, let's start out uh, talking about investment properties. Okay. We can talk about personal residences in a minute. So can we, we cause that'll be fun. It, yeah, I, I want to talk about my personal residence. Okay. So, well, okay. Let's, let's do that. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. So starting out though, let's talk about investment properties. So um, maybe do a quick, can we do a quick refresher on calculating our returns? Um, we probably should just in case somebody jumped ahead, didn't listen from episode number one, shame on you, go back and make it up. No, no, start on two. Don't listen to one, please. Don't listen to one. That's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Who wants to listen to that? Yeah. Okay, so uh, return on investment. Real simple. So let's let's take a some really round numbers so that I can do the math. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Let's say we're going to buy a $100,000 single family home. We're going to put 20% down. And since this is not about return on investment, we're not going to talk about all the other stuff. We're just going to say that the property after all expenses, cash flows, 300 bucks. Uh, uh, yeah, well, $3,000 a year. Okay. Whatever that is a month, 280, whatever. Okay. okay? $3,000 a year, positive cash flow after all expenses. And in order to figure out return on investment, you simply take your cash return, that $3,000 that you got in your hot little hand, and you divide that by your investment, which in this case, 20% down on a $100,000 house is $20,000. Very so, important point. I just slow down for everyone. You're calculating, you're taking your investment, not the price of the home. That's just, correct. So get your phone out. Now, I don't know. Maybe you can't do this if you're listening to the if podcast. If you don't have a calculator phone. on your phone, then yeah, you can. I don't know what you're using the background. So just, just get your, get your calculator feature out on your phone and plug this in so you know how to do it. So it's really simple. $3,000 divided by $20,000 gives you a decimal point plus a couple of numbers, which are one five. Point one five. Okay, that means if you go back to grade school, you, you know <laughs> that you move the decimal over two places for percentages. That means it's 15%. 15% cash, cash return, return on investment. Okay? Not Simple. bad. Everybody gets it. Got it. So why would we then, uh, so since we've had that, now I guess the question that we get at our office a lot after a year, two years, three years, whatever it is, people will call in and they'll say, hey, how do I know when I should sell or should I sell? What should I be doing with this property? It's cash yeah, flowing. Because a huge part, I mean, if you guys haven't built a wealth plan with us and our company, a huge part of this plan that we build for everyone who, who works with us um, is you know, the way we help them reach their financial goals is by a huge part of it is repositioning um, and when to reposition. Um, and that means, you know, when do you sell your properties and hopefully reposition that equity into more properties or the next level of properties, multifamily, apartments, whatever. So everyone has multiple times in their plan where they reposition. So sorry, Ron, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but calculating return on no, equity lets um, them know when to do that. In addition to that, I think people need to realize too that, um, I mean, it's easier when you can see the plan visually in front of you, but I think you guys can follow along. So if we put $20,000 into this property and then, you know, over the next couple of years, you've owned this thing, you've been cash flowing, you've gotten your returns, it's been fantastic. People are paying down your mortgage. All that stuff is happening, right? Right. We talked about all that stuff in previous episodes. So now 
Mm-hmm. We're on a property. We, we own a property and it's worth 150,000 bucks. Okay. We got some equity in the property. We put the $20,000 is in the property. We didn't spend it. It's in there. So we yep. owe 80 or less because we've been paying, but not, not a ton less. Okay. So let's just call it 80. And we've had appreciation of 50. So now we have $70,000 worth of equity. So what do we do here? I mean, um, and when do we know that we should at least be looking at maybe selling or doing something, repositioning this, this assets? Right. Uh, so if you go on Zillow and it says you've gone up 50 or $60,000 or, um, or, or a million, whatever it is, the price. Um, so you know that there's some kind of equity there. How do you calculate what your return is now? It, your return changes. Side note, Angela, to yeah, go ahead. derail us. And now that you've said <laughs> Zillow like two or three times. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not doing a plug for Zillow. I have no I have to do there. it because <laughs> we actually had some of our clients who's their, their, their little single family homes that they bought for $150,000 were worth like $1.1 million in Holy like crap. I don't know if I heard this story. What? Oh, so funny. We, so we took a screenshot of it. We have a screenshot of this. It's, it's so funny. Then the reason is because Zillow, um, there was a, an apartment complex that was built at the same time at the front of the subdivision. And oh my so gosh. they pumped the houses <laughs> against, not all of them. I mean, just some lucky individuals got pumped <laughs> against the, uh, Against the apartment complex. Oh my gosh. So you look at Zillow and all of a sudden your house is worth 1.5 million. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, so, that's great. I mean, if you could only cash in on sometimes Zillow's, uh, maybe that, maybe the whole Zillow buyer thing. Yeah. You're like Zillow, like, sell it for me, right? They'll say 10% less. We'll guarantee you 10% less than whatever we have it on there for. That's <laughs> Yeah, take that bad boy for, for 900000 That'd be fantastic. It's worth anyway, a shot. It's worth a shot. Okay. side note, but yeah, don't. Zillow is not the gospel for sure. Um, but if Zillow does say that you've got some equity, you should definitely check into it because you, you very well may. Probably not a million dollars, but you may. Um, <laughs> and then, okay, so, what, so, so what do you do with this? What do you what do, do with you do? this equity? You know? Yeah, what do you There's do There's another now? calculation, Angela, that will tell you um, really quickly. Because, you know, a lot of people... They call our office, but they're like, they're like, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's cash flowing. I can get a really, really good return on my money. So why would I want to sell it? And that's right. a, that's a very fair question. Um, one that everybody should, should ask, ask themselves. So really quick calculation is to do a return on equity. Instead of a return on investment, do a, re, do a calculation on return on equity. And it's super simple, but um, very okay. eye-opening. All right, so let's, let's take the same but, property. It was returning a 15% cash ROI. Is it still doing a, is it still doing a 15% cash ROI? Yes, it yeah. is. Are you still making 15% on the money that you put into it? Yes, you are. Absolutely. But are you making 15% on all of the money that you now have in that property in equity? No. The answer and is people no. don't think about that, right? Yeah. So yeah. here the market has given you a gift of $50,000. It just said, hey, you're a cool person. Here's 50 grand. And you are saying, nah, I'm good with my 20. I'm yeah. good with my 20. No, nah, I'm good with my 20. I only I want returns my, on my 20. I got my, I got my 15% and it's, it's doing really good on this, on this 20. Now, if you, if you actually care about those other dollar bills that are sitting out there really wanting to work hard for you, if you care about them at all, 
uh, Kevin O'Leary on, on, on the Shark Tank would say that you very well should care about those little lonely dollars that aren't working, okay? Right? They're little, they want to work. Never they ask for a vacation. They're the, they're the great employees you'll ever have. Fantastic workers. You got to put them to work. Come on. So here you got, now you have 70,000 of them. Okay. So the calculation is really simple. You take your $3,000 cash flow because that's still your cash return and you divide it by your equity instead of your investment. So $3,000 divided into $70,000 and that gives us a grand whopping total of 0.2%, which Ew. is horrendous. You can probably get a stock that returns on dividends that returns 4%. Yeah, that's um, terrible. You went for gosh. You still can't get that at the bank. I mean, you're still yeah. going to get like you know a quarter what? of one percent or something. Yeah. Um, wow, that's so, crazy. <clears throat> now, in my opinion, what you should do when the market gives you a gift is you should unwrap that freaking thing, <laughs> and you should play with it because it's it's a gift that was given to you. Um, so here we have fifty thousand dollars. We went if from. You, Put it to work to play with it, but you know that's cool. Yeah. What, what happens? <laughs> Go ahead. When, what happens when you take seventy thousand dollars and you invest it? I mean, Again? it's it's really cool. Let's just say all we can get now in the market because you know everything went up. But let's just say we can go in the market, we get ten percent on our money. Now, some people would say, "What?" if I'm getting 10% on my money, now I'm losing money because I was getting 15%. But you're getting 10% on 70,000 instead of 15% on 20,000. It's a bigger number. In addition to that, you now have three more. You have th what is that? You can buy three assets with that. And the three assets that you purchased, did you put any more money into them personally? Nope. Nope. You unwrapped that market gift and you sent the little guys out there to work for you. It's fantastic. So you could buy the exact same um, uh, price point of home and you could buy three of them, have a little bit of money left over and you can even do a 1031 tax deferred exchange so that you don't have to pay any capital gains taxes on it and you can put it all to work and it'll yep. all be fantastic. You'll triple, triple your cash flow, and you'll triple the opportunity for you to um, have another round of appreciation over time. Now, seems like a no-brainer to me, but it does take work. You know, we're not going to say it's just super easy to sell your home and go out and find new ones. It, I mean, it's a process, but you don't want to stay there and make 4% on your money, right? <laughs> well, and you don't want your money to go away. So here's the other thing about this the yeah. crazy thing about the real estate market. Everybody should probably know this already, but it goes up and then it goes down. And sometimes all that cool market gift equity that you got, if you wait too long, it all goes away. And then you have to wait for it to happen again. For instance, we had last time, we ran this thing all the way up. We had some people in Boise. We said, hey, you know, you might want to sell because the market's getting pretty high and your house value has doubled. Back then, they yeah. were buying brand new single family homes for like $95,000. Now, they're worth around one hundred eighty, and they were like, And they said the exact same thing. They said, no, I really like my returns in this house. I think I'm just going to keep it and I'm just going to keep riding the appreciation. And then bam, keep 50 riding it. gone back down to the original price they paid for it. And all that equity is gone. And then they had to write it all the way back up. And guess what they did the second time? 
they harvested that awesome market gift and they didn't lose it this time. But had they done that before when the market was at the peak, they would have had more cool little assets out there all growing in value and they would have been able to just sell three, maybe four houses this yep. time and then do it again into smaller commercial type. Right. Properties. So they're, they're a reposition, what we call a reposition behind what they would have been if they would have done it originally. A full so, a decade. Full, full market uh, yeah, cycle. Um, I just want to make one quick side note here um, that this is probably super obvious, but um, you know, when you're talking about investment properties, if you were to sell, like say that example property we were talking about was in Arizona. Um, yeah. You know, if you sell it at the top of the market when it's worth 150,000, right? Um, in order to capitalize on that $50,000 that you made, you can't just go reinvest in the same market. I mean, duh, sorry, that's probably super obvious okay. to everybody. You know what, that sounds super obvious. However, if you'll recall, Angela, it wasn't but like two years ago where that very scenario came up in our office. And the company- <laughs> Sorry, it was funny the way you said that, yeah. When they called our office and they said, hey, we're, we're thinking about getting a cash out refinance on our property in our two properties in Arizona so that we can buy some other properties in Arizona. Oh yeah, I, yeah, this happens. And I, I, what? I mean, I, like my, my whole brain shook <laughs> in my head and I was like, what, what? What are you talking about? Why would you do because that? Now you're going you're gonna to go from a cash flow positive situation to a cash flow neutral situation and, and you're going to buy at the top of the market and you're going to increase the loan on the one property, thus eliminating all of your equity. And then you're going to buy properties with zero equity in them at the top of the market and none of which are going to cash flow. That's absolute brilliance on display right there. <laughs> and to boot... These particular people, they were being told this by an investment company, someone who actually is supposed to know better. And the but, reason that they were selling yeah. them those properties is because why? Because they were because in Arizona. Because they're in Phoenix. Yes, yes, because that's the only properties they have to sell them. Yep. Now, that's how they get another sale. So. See, I told you, we may hurt somebody's feelings today. but We may have just hurt some feelings. I'm sorry. But whatever. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even care at this point. So you can leave some nasty comments if you're uh, an investment if you've got an investment real estate company in Phoenix and you tell people to do that ridiculous, stupid thing that I just said, you can put all the negative comments you want on there. And <laughs> then everybody will know never to buy properties from you again. Oh. You. <laughs> okay, moving on. So I guess this does happen. I just wanted to say that that's one way to just waste all your equity right there and get yourself in a worse situation. So. Oh my gosh, sometimes. Um, and look, it's one thing to be... Uh, a new and a novice investor out there and think that sounds like a great idea. It's a whole other thing to be a company providing supposed investment knowledge and experience into the market who would tell somebody to do something so stupid. Um, yeah. So shame on you. And for anybody else who's gotten that kind of ridiculous feedback, um, go find somebody else to work with because that's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yep. yeah, the whole point here is right, Ron, if you take, that, that uh, you know, home that's appreciated and you s sell it to take advantage of the equity, you got to take that equity and go find deals somewhere else that still cash flow at a good number, right? And can so you that, do that? Can yes. You do that? Well, yes. we're still finding them. So yes, all you can. The, we do it all the time. Now, <clears throat> for, any of, for anybody out there who is on the West Coast, 
you have equity unless you bought in the last year um, or two years. You have equity, guaranteed. You do. Okay. Yep. And if you want to reposition that, I would suggest to you that that's a really good idea. Let me let me uh, let me tell you about somebody we just helped. This was just okay. just a couple months ago. Um, we helped a lady named Jane. She bought um, very smartly. Back yeah, she when we did. Were, Back when we were trying to get people to realize that you should buy in these areas that got really badly uh, affected by the last crash. She back when everyone was scared, she bought. Yep. She bought brand new construction. And you would also think you shouldn't be able to do this. But back then, basically, you could get the land for free. Okay. So, so basically, you were, you were, it was just construction cost. So she bought three fourplexes. Um, and they had a fantastic cash return on investment. The cash return was over 20%. It was, they were really, really good. They, and they operated really, really well. I think this was in 2012, if I'm not mistaken, 2011, maybe somewhere around there. Um, and then there's just this last year, uh, in 2000, end of 2018, we helped her sell that property. She had, she put them around $65,000 down on each of these. And, each one of them had now an equity of $265,000 each. Wow. So she put a total of less than $200,000 down. Now she had six over $600,000 to work with seven, 700 and change. And um, when we did the calculation, her return on, on equity was somewhere around four and a half percent, which, which was horrible. So when we went through the explanation to her and we, then we showed her a plan that said, look, you can take the equity from here. You can put it into all of these properties over here in the, in the Midwest and you can save that equity. So can she get the same type of growth that she can get out on the West Coast in the Midwest? No, she can't. No. But she can harvest that equity, put it into safe cash flowing properties in the Midwest. And then when everything falls apart again, we'll go back and we'll buy some more properties back over there and we'll do it all over again. But what she did was she took like less than $200,000 and she net put it into about $750,000 $750, and we were able to do a 1031 exchange with that money into a bunch of different properties and she also diversified her portfolio into several different marketplaces. Um, she's now receiving 14% on the 600,000. Now why 600 and not seven? She, because she did all of this with a home equity line of credit Back in the day, she bought all these properties with home equity line of credit. She wanted to pay that off in full so she didn't have that payment and then invest the, the difference. So the difference was 600,000 bucks. So she invested the 600,000. She's getting 14% on that. We increased her cash flow by 300%. <laughs> <laughs> Folks. That's sexy. This, and this, this happens over and over and over. And here's the thing. How much extra money did it require of her to make all of that extra cash flow happen? Zero dollars. Zero dollars and she paid off debt. And she paid off the original zero dollars because she borrowed that money. So of her own money out of her pocket, she, she used zero dollars. So she used a home equity line of credit to buy assets that increased in value over time. She paid off the home equity line of credit and then she invested the balance, the 600000 which is all free money. It was a market gift. She unwrapped that bad boy and she, man, <laughs> fun. that's the gift yeah. that she's on given the whole year round, as Cousin Eddie would say, right? So, Amen. <laughs> um, 
That is why story. you yep. do return on equity. That is why. And that is why you sell sometimes. So could she have taken a, 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 a line of credit out on her or cash out refinance out on her three uh, fourplexes in Boise? Sure. She absolutely could. Um, but when you actually figure the numbers, it's better to just reposition the money, right? Yeah. Because those properties were, were likely at the top of the market. So what happens if you pull equity out of them and then the market drops? That's what I was just going to ask you. I'm like, what if you take out a home equity line of credit, buy new assets, and then you, the, you lose the equity in those homes because the market dropped? Yeah, you know, it was a pretty safe thing to do in 2011 because, well, you know, house prices were to go go going down then. They were yeah. already down. Um, but right now, uh, that absolutely could happen. I mean, we, we have been on a run for over 10 years now, going up, 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 up. And at some point, we're going to be at the peak and we're going to come down. Now, probably not like 2008, but we could. I mean, something could um, happen that, that forces the, the market to go down that drastically. We can all only hope and pray um, that that happens. But it's, it, you know, it could happen. So yep. I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of doing that right now. Um, yeah, me either. But man, if you're sitting on a bunch of equity, the market okay. has given you this massive gift. Take it. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I also there's also a bunch of people out there, including me, that uh, have equity in their personal homes. Um, I I thought I bought at the top of the market like three years ago. <laughs> I was thinking it was because it was it was getting up there. I was like, yeah, we got to be close. But uh, since I bought my home two or three years ago, I. I found out that I have between 120, 150, probably thousand dollars of equity in my home. Um, and I'd, you know, I could just stay there and ride it out. And I mean, I don't need to sell my home's fine. Um, but I would like to take advantage of that because it's a gift. Like you said, it's free money. Um, so not using it seems silly to me. Got to put those dollars to work, you know? So yeah, so what are my options uh, with my personal residence? Can we talk about that for a minute? Sure. So there's, uh, there's a bunch of different things that you could do. And, I, and there, we, should, we should do a hard stop right here and just say, okay, for personal residences and investment properties have a little bit, there's, there's something different about them in that you live in your personal residence. And a lot of people kind of fall in love with their personal residence and they can, you know, <laughs> You know, their kids are growing up there. There's memories there. You know, I, I personally don't give a crap. I will, everything I own is for sale for the right price. I, I really don't <laughs> care. But a I'm lot attached of to not. my library, Ron. Okay. A lot of people are not like that. And so yeah. you, you have to take whatever thing. I'm just going to give you a bunch of options. And I'm not telling you that you should do any of these, Angela. But yeah, um, there are options. And people need to think creatively, especially depending on where they are in their life cycle. Right. If if you want to retire at some point and you don't have enough assets and the market has given you a gift of 150, 200, some of you, some of you out there, half a million, million dollars, and you don't take advantage of it, um, man, I, I think that's silly. Okay. But again, if you're in love with your home and you just want to pay it off and that's where you want to live for the rest of yeah. your life, yeah, we a didn't talk about game we didn't mention that either. And I'm sorry, don't let me, we got to come back to my personal residence, but uh, with rental properties and with your personal residence, I mean, there's probably people out there going, shouldn't I just pay it off and have no debt? 
right? Sure. And if the, for the, for the paid off crowd, uh, knock yourself out. Nothing wrong with that. Um, however, <laughs> let's go back to uh, the example of, of Jane, right? So she bought each one of those uh, fourplexes she bought was around 260 to $265,000. Okay. She put $65,000 down. She was paying on them. Market gives her $200,000. Now she has $265,000 each of of equity. So now she has the exact same amount of money it costs to purchase them cash. Okay. Right. Now, if she goes about paying them off like she was on her mortgage, it's going to take a long time to make that happen. In addition to that, she's probably going to lose the equity in her properties. So if you're a, I have to have my properties paid off, that's what I'm doing. It still makes sense to take the $265,000 out of there and go pay cash for something. Because now you have, instead of $65,000, you have $265,000 with which you can go pay cash for something, if that makes sense. You're still way ahead taking your money and moving it somewhere else. Now, that that screws up your, that that could potentially screw up a 1031 exchange and that you, there are rules to a 1031 exchange, you have to spend more money, right? So, when you're paying cash, you may get, you may end up with some, what they call boot, which you'd have to pay taxes on, still leagues yeah. ahead um, of where you would be if you, right. if you didn't take the market gift. And, and with the personal residence example, um, you know, if, if I was like, oh, I don't want to have any debt and I want to pay this off, the, the amount of time that I, you know, got that market gift, it, it took, what, two, three years for me to make 100, 150,000, whatever it is, um, and, equity. And you did nothing. And I did nothing. And uh, the amount of time it takes to pay off your mortgage is, I mean, it takes, you know, way longer. I didn't make hardly a dent on my mortgage in that same, you know, two, three years. So wouldn't it make more sense even for me if I was trying to get out of debt? Um, it seems like it would make more sense to take the equity out of my home, sell it and um, go get in a better position on a similar home, right? Right. So, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of different things you can do. You're only limited by your creativity, but here's a creative thing you could do. You got $150,000. So let's say you put, I don't know what you put into your other house, but let's say you put twenty thirty thousand $30,000 into your other house because yeah. it's, you know, you don't have to put yeah. much down on a, on an FHA loan. Right. So um, wow. now you've, you've got some equity in your property. There's 20,000. So now you're at 170,000 bucks, right? Well, 170,000 bucks on a, I don't know, house that if you put 20%, you probably, whatever the value is, right? I don't want to tell all your business on, on podcast. So <laughs> Whatever let's just say it's worth house, 450 now. A sideways slide. Okay, so let yeah. me make up some numbers. Let's say your house was 300,000. It went up to 450,000, okay? And yeah. you had 20,000 into it. So now you had a $300,000 house, which is what you purchased originally. Now you have nearly half after you pay commissions and everything like that. You probably got about half of what you the original house cost. Right. So, if you're a I want to pay my house off kind of person, nothing wrong with that, right? If that's who you are and that's the stage in life that you're at, it makes sense, like Angela said, to go find a house that you can affect the value of it because it needs some work or you could just get a good deal. It's going to take you longer to do that. Um, but if you do and you put $50,000 down on it and you can, and you can get in for three, three fifty, four hundred thousand, 
Now you've got $100,000 that's tax-free off the table that you can go, then you can go invest, right? So there's one thing you could do. You can take a portion right. of that money. If you live in the house for two years, which you have done, Angela, then mm -hmm. all of the gain is tax-free in your personal residence, right? So you're good. Yes. Uh, well, up to a certain amount, which you're not over. So <laughs> thanks for that, Ron. Okay. So you, you now have tax-free money. So that not only is that a market gift, but it's, it's a tax-free market gift. And you can take that money, you can go invest in other properties that are bringing in income for you, which gets you to your income goal for, which was what we even started this thing talking about, right? That you want to be right. able to retire. And at the same time, you can start over on another house with which you could, you can make some, some changes and improvements to the property so that you can increase the value and do it all over again. Right. Exactly. Yep. And that's a great so idea. If you're not... If you're not a person who is in love with your house, or even if you are, but your goal is what we were talking about, to get a house paid off that you live in, and also to, to create income, I mean, you, there's tons of different things you could do. You could, you could take the full 150 and put it down on another property, or you could put $50,000 down on a property, you could do $50,000 worth of work and put $50,000 in the bank just for a rainy day. You could do, there's so many things you can do but you can't do any of that if you leave it trapped up in your house. Right. And man, there's so and, many people out there sitting on huge chunks of free money that they've been uh -huh. given. And, and so many of them are going to, in a few years, I don't know how long, nobody does, just it's going to be gone. And they're yep. going to be complaining because they didn't do anything when the, when the market was up. I'm telling you, it's up. It's been over 10 years. It's, up. it's not going to keep going. Yeah, so that's, I could sit here and, and wait for it to go up further because I'm really greedy like that. No offense to anyone out there that is, you know, waiting. Um, you take but, offense if you want. Dude, trying to pick the top of the market, uh, I mean, we know we're close. I mean, yeah, I thought I was there a couple of years ago and that was not accurate. But, uh, you know, trying to wait for the top of the market before you use your equity is a risky, risky gamble that I'm not willing to take personally. So... No, I mean, it's at some point, the amount of equity that you have is sufficient for you to go, okay, if someone wrote me a check for that, I'd move. Right, right. Now, I had a What's realtor, just, just an aside, I had a realtor who called me up, guy who sold me this house that I'm currently living, this house right here, if you can see me on YouTube, this home. He called me up and he said, hey, man, I've got somebody interested in your neighborhood. Now, I've only been here for a year in this house. <laughs> and hey, I've, I've got somebody interested in, in your neighborhood. Would you be interested in selling it all? And I said, man, for the right price, everything I own is for sale. He, he laughed. He said, what's the right price? I told him what the right price was. And he goes, yeah, well, I mean, that's probably not going to happen. I'm like, well, then I'm probably not going to move. <laughs> yeah. But... There but is whatever your price is, there's a every number. Every person, why every person listening, you've got a number, yeah. right? So if your number's not 150, cool. No worries, stay in your house. That's fine. But I guarantee you got a number. If the, if the number is out there already on your house and you just haven't bothered to even look or think through what changes in your life could come because you haven't done a, a calculation on return on equity, then you're silly because it's going to take another full market cycle for you to get this money back. Yeah. And um, if you take it off the table, you can do some really powerful, very cool things with it. Um, and you're really only limited by your imagination, like we were just talking about. Yeah. And real quick, Ron, um, I know with my equity, for instance, I could also do like a cash out refinance or a home equity loan. Um, 
and, and people would do both of those. But in those cases, I could end up in a worse situation with higher expenses and then lose that equity, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if you get into a um, home equity line of credit, you have a super low rate. Most of those rates are not fixed. In addition to that, most of those lines of credit, they can be, they can be canceled anytime they want. Ask all of the people in California <clears throat> because when everything fell apart and you had an open line of credit with which you could draw on, they just shut them off. So if you, if you had an open line of credit for $400,000 for the, the entirety of your uh, equity, uh, uh, bankable equity in your property, and you had $100,000 on it and you were paying on it, you know, no big deal, thinking that you would just have $300,000 to draw on anytime you wanted, you got to really, really, and, and a lot of the people back then, Angela, they were making the negative cash flow payments on the stupid properties that they bought all over the country they were gambling on the appreciation. They were making right. those payments from their home equity lines of credit. Then when, the, when, then when they shut their line of credit off, they could no longer get the equity out of their property because the equity was Wasn't gone. Yeah. They were screwed and they lost all of their other properties. So you just have to think through those, those things. Is now the best time to be doing a home equity line of credit on a floating rate where we've had, I mean, Rates have been historically low for over a decade. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I don't like Vegas that much. And the reason I don't is because I don't like losing money. And so, I mean, if you're yeah. a person who loves Vegas and loves to gamble, then, then, then t take your, take your risk, I guess. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not willing no. to do it. No, for me personally, I would rather uh, get that equity out of the home officially and use it for something that I know is going to, I mean, yeah. look, if, if, if you're not a, um, I want to pay off my house kind of person, but you want to do a sideways slide on your payment, you can buy a hell of a lot nicer home. Right. Just put yeah. more money down on the hell of a lot nicer home, keep your payment the same and move up in the world if you want. There's yeah. so many things you can do with that equity and that <laughs> equity will be gone like that as soon as the market corrects. And then you'll be, you'll be going, man. I should have taken that 300,000 or that half a million. I should have taken it out. You know, if, yeah. if so, Jane had dinked around and not taken her equity out of those, those properties and put it into more cash flow, she wouldn't be able to live right now without having to work like a dog. And yep. in, in, instead she's financially freed up. She can do whatever she needs to do now. She can, she can work when she wants, she can do whatever she wants to do. Um, Yep. All because she she took some action on a on a market gift. I keep saying All that. Right. Yeah, I know. No, I was just going to say. So, I mean, money. yeah, to wrap this up, you know, if you're one of those, I mean, most Unintended. most of you out there probably market got. Gift. Wrap it up. Come on. That was a fantastic <laughs> pun. It is. <clears throat> okay. But most of us probably um, actually have a market gift right now. And because uh, that's where the market's at. Um, so, you got to decide if you're going to take that gift and unwrap it or ignore it and, and let it, you know, go, go to waste or go away. So it's totally up to you and we will, we're done making fun of you for now. So for now, we, <laughs> if you are we one will of those make fun of you, it will be even worse when we make fun of you after the market corrects and you still didn't do anything. If then you haven't done anything, stop listening to our podcast. And I promise. Yeah, okay. I promise. As soon as that happens, we are going to do an episode about <laughs> all the people who lost millions and millions and millions of dollars because they didn't act back when we told them to uh, with their equity. So you've been yeah. warned. 
You've been warned. Okay. We will make fun of you and it will right. not be, we, we are not even going to pull the punches then. No, no, but we still like, love you. We still love you. Knife. We will still, because we only make fun of people that we love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, uh, on that note, thanks for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed our talk about equity. If you have any questions on it or comments or, you know, love you want to give us, you know, if you're mad at us, you don't have to comment, but love you want to give us, uh, go, you know, write us a review on iTunes or visit getrealestatesuccess.com. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Ron. Yep. See you next time. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.